All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest. Welcome back. This is All Talks of Life with Chris Viniquest, the video cast. For those of you watching on Spotify, thank you. I know that if you're not on Spotify, you're listening to it, you can't watch me right now, and my background, my beautiful children, but I'm here to talk about the fight over the weekend, good sports weekend, Yankees had a double header, uh, Canelo, Bevo, a lot of things happened this weekend, some baseball, you know, it, it was just... It, it was good. It, it, it was a lot to pay attention to, a lot going on. But I only want to focus, obviously, it was also Mother's Day, so shout out to all the moms. Shout out to the hardworking, loving, caring moms that we all have. Shout out to them. May uh, May 8th, Mother's Day. It was just, it was tremendous. It was great. And I enjoyed it. Had some time at church, celebrated the moms celebrated my wife. Everything just went according to plan. Everything was good. Everything was great. Cannot complain. Like I said, a lot of things happened over the weekend, but the number one thing for me that happened over the weekend was that Dimitri Bevo upset Canelo Alvarez. Some people call it an upset. Some people don't call it an upset because Canelo Alvarez went up to the 175-pound division. We understand that he is not a light heavyweight. He said after the fight, the best weight that he feels is at 168, super middleweight. Totally understandable. You definitely see that in the ring. He is definitely more comfortable at 168. Guys are more his size. When he punches somebody, it's harder for them to absorb because they are, you know, they are around his size. These guys up here at 175, It's this is the second fight at 175. It took him... 11 rounds to knock out Sergey Kovalev. And we're talking about Sergey the Crusher Kovalev, who is past his prime, a guy who's not what he used to be anymore, a guy who people have stated he, you know, he parties a lot, drinks a lot, doesn't take care of his body the way that he's supposed to. And as a fighter, that's all you have is that body. You know, you, you got to take care of your temple. But even at 175 pounds, being the bigger man, Sergey Kovalev, you know, he, he was winning the fight, in, in my opinion, by a very small margin because he was the bigger guy. But obviously, you know, Canelo wore him down with the movement and Kovalev's chin is not the greatest of all time. So Canelo caught him with a great clean shot, knocked him out. But this guy right here is a little different. Dimitri Bivol in his prime takes care of his body. Dimitri Bivol a guy who can jab, who can box, who can move, who could just do it all with his feet. A guy who many consider to be number two at 175. I got him at number two at 175 behind Arter Better B of who's going to fight June 18th versus Joe Smith Jr., the Long Island boy. That That is the guy that retired Bernard, the executioner Hopkins, for those of you who don't remember that name. But that's who he's fighting. Joe Smith Jr., powerful left hook, can, can punch with both hands. Really tough guy. I think that better be if it's number one right now. 17 wins, 17 knockouts. The man has hammers in both hands. So Dimitri Bivol, to me, is number two, continues to be number two at 175. And obviously, you know, the zone pay-per-view on Saturday night, May 7th, it was a, a show. It, it was good. 
the judges, the scorecards for me, I, I'm going to say that the scorecards were not were not to my liking. The right guy won, 115-113, but just looking here real fast at the at the scorecards of the judges, they had Canelo winning the first four rounds. Then they had him winning the ninth round, and that was it. They gave him five rounds. I thought Canelo won three rounds. He definitely won the ninth round, best round of the entire fight for Canelo. I thought, oh, this is maybe where he comes on strong, but obviously he did not. So the 10th, 11th, and 12th rounds, you know, Bevo was talking about that, you know, he felt that Canelo was tired, you know, and you definitely saw it. His face was red. His his uh, his demeanor changed. And I really thought that Dimitri Bevo, you know, took over the fight, you know, somewhere in, in, in the mid, you know, about the fourth round to me, somewhere around there, fifth round. All the judges had the exact same scorecards. This is something that I have rarely if ever seen in my boxing fandom life. I'm talking about every judge had every single round of a competitive fight scored the same way. Now, it's different when you have a fight. The guy won all 12 rounds. They all have 120 to 108, you know, you know, 12 rounds to none. That's different, you know, 119, 109 or something like that. You know, the 11 rounds to one, That that's different. That's a blowout fight. I'm talking about a a fight that was competitive, a fight that was thrilling, a fight that, you know, was high stakes in Las Vegas, Nevada, where we know that a lot of things have gone down. Some people don't trust the judges there, but they had the exact same scorecards. Canelo, the first four, uh, Bevo, the next four, then Canelo, the ninth, and then Bevo, the next, the last three. I thought it was very, very clear. Rounds 10, round 11, round 12. Definitely Canelo lost. He was he was fatigued. Uh, the snap on his punches wasn't there. But the biggest thing about this fight, for those of you who didn't notice, was that Canelo Alvarez, he only threw 10 jabs. We're talking about in the entire fight. I'm not talking about that Canelo Alvarez threw 10 jabs around. No. I'm talking about the entire 12 rounds. Canelo Alvarez, who was the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Coming into this fight, only through 10 jabs. Now, for those of you who don't understand the game of boxing, don't understand the fight game at all, whether it be boxing or not, you have to be on your jab, what they call the stick. You have to blind, you use the jab as a blinder to set up other punches. You use the jab as a punch that is going to stop the, the momentum of the other fighter. You're going to use the jab so that you can reset. You're going to use the jab so that when the other guy gets set, you throw that jab right in his face, right in his eye, he's going to have to reset and think all over again about what is it I want to do? What is it I was going to do? So when it comes down to the jab, it is the first thing you learn when you get in the gym. It is the most important thing coaches are always on their fighters about. Stick with the jab. Stay on the stick. You have to you have to game plan right off of the jab. That has to be the first thing that you got to do. So Canelo Alvarez threw 10 jabs in the entire fight that is averaging less than a jab per round. The most important punch. Now, it's not the knockout punch. It's not the flashy punch, but it is the most important punch 
that a, that a fighter has in his arsenal because that sets up everything else. And Canelo Alvarez, who, you know, would set everything up off the jab, really sound fighter, you know, at 160, 168. And he used that also against Sergey Kovalev, was in this fight, did not use it at all. 74 power punches, landed 84 punches in total. And he was just throwing round punches. Now, one thing that another thing you have to understand about the game of boxing is that round punches will never beat straight punches. If you are fighting somebody and you throw a straight punch and that person throws a round punch, guess which one is going to get there first? The straight punch. So Dimitri Bivol in this fight, he threw, he, he landed, I'm sorry, he landed 46 jabs. So we're talking about a ratio, you know, over three, four times of what Canelo Alvarez landed. I'm sorry, excuse me, over three times that Canelo Alvarez landed. So we're talking about a man who used the jab to set up his offense. You use the jab, you're going to set up the right hand because you're using the blinder. We call it, we, we're calling the jab the blinder. You're going to use the blinder to set up the right hand, to set up a hook, to set up an uppercut, to set up a body punch or something like that. So we're we're talking about basics, fundamentals. That's what Dimitri Bivol has always used in every single fight. People knew that coming in. Some people thought, hey, Canelo knows what he's doing. He's going to go up. He's going to fight a guy who doesn't have the power like that because Dimitri Bivol said it himself after the fight. I am not a natural power puncher. I can throw a power punch, but there's a difference between knowing how to throw a power punch and being a natural power puncher. And he said, I'm not that. But I threw my power, my power punches after the jab and I did well. So 46 jabs landed for Dimitri Bivol, 10 only for Canelo Alvarez. That is huge in this fight. 152 punches landed in all for Dimitri Bivol. 106 power punches. He connected at a 36% rate. That's a good rate when you're landing three out of every, you know, 10 power punches that you're throwing. Some of them are going to hit the arms. Some of them are going to hit the shoulder. Canelo Alvarez did that a lot. Those don't count in official stats, but that stuff wears you down. You know, you, you see uh, the day after the fight or the day of the fight, Dimitri Bivol's left hand, you know, left bicep was red. And then the day after, uh, it was black and blue. It was a little purple. So Canelo Alvarez threw a lot of shots that didn't count as a power punch that landed, but it hit the arm. And the reason why you go and you hit the arm is so that you can take that jab down, so that that left hand will go down so you can sneak your right hand in there so that, you know, as you're getting that punishment on your arm, you know, you, you, are, you are trying to rest your arm as the opponent by putting it down. But Dimitri Bivol said he was ready for that. His corner ready, was ready for that. Joel Diaz, who was his trainer, was ready for that. So, you know, he pumped some iron, uh, you know, did, did some did some calisthenics and stuff like that and got ready to get hit in the arm. They saw that with the Callum Smith fight. Uh, Canelo Alvarez at 168 did that to Callum Smith, swallowed up his arm. It, you know, the jab was not effective. You couldn't raise your left hand. So all of a sudden you're getting hit with right hands. You can't jab. You can't work off the stick. You can't do the fundamentals of boxing. So Callum Smith got beat like that. But Dimitri Bivol certainly did not. He was ready for that. 
you know, so he took some black and blues and things like that on the arm, but he was he kept his left hand up, kept his jab going because he was ready for that. You know, he was strong. He was, he was tough. And, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that mentally it's just hard to break him. So he's called the boxing robot after the fight. He was not, you know, super ecstatic. Like, you know, you see some guys, but, you know, he said that in, you know, with his trainer and inside, like he was, he was really ecstatic. But after the fight, he just said, you know, I just beat the guy that was put in front of me. I beat, you know, the guy that I was contracted to fight. So that's his mentality. His mentality is not, hey, I, I beat the number one pound for pound fight in the world. I, I you know, I saw him after the, the the press conference. I mean, after the fight in the press conference, and he was just. He was just even keel, as even keel as you can get. I did my job. I did what I was contracted to do, win a fight. And those guys are really dangerous because those guys, they 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 fight not because of the high. They fight because of, you know, that's what they enjoy. That is what they're they're there to do. That's what they're contracted to do. So that guy right there, the boxing robot, is he's for real. So I know that a lot of you have not heard his name, but you will hear his name again. He's probably going to fight Canelo Alvarez a second time. I am not sure. We will see what Canelo Alvarez wants to do. He has a he has a rematch clause in his contract, but after the fight, he was non-committal. He was committal in the ring, but in the post-fight press conference, he was non-committal about that. So we will see what's going to happen when it comes to Canelo Alvarez fighting Dimitri Bivol again. As was said in Rocky II by Apollo Creed's trainer, we don't need this man. He's no good for us. Stay away from him. He's all wrong for us. That's what the late great trainer of Apollo Creed said about Rocky to Apollo Creed. That's the same thing that Eddie Reynoso and Eddie Hearn, the promoter of Canelo Alvarez, should say about Dimitri Bivo to Canelo Alvarez. He's all wrong for us. We don't need him in our life. That's what needs to happen. With that being said, Canelo Alvarez loves a challenge. He said that after the fight. I applaud him for that. I I definitely want to see that as a fan. All fans want to see that. Fans want to see that, you know, you are daring to be great, which is some of the problem that some people have with Floyd Mayweather. He fought people at the right time. Matchmaking 101, protect the O. And a lot of people, you know, come at him for that. You know, how come in 2008 you didn't find you didn't fight Shane Mosley? How come you didn't fight uh, at that time before we knew he was a cheater? Antonio Margarito, how come you didn't fight Paul Williams, you know, in 2008 instead of retiring 2009 instead of saying I'm retiring? And then when you came back, you fought a smaller man in Juan Manuel Marquez. So a lot of people love the fact that Canelo tries to be great. A lot of people don't like it. You know, they 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 say, hey, I'm waiting for him to lose. I knew he was going to lose. But hey, listen, it's a bigger guy. OK, three inches on the height, two inches on the reach. After a while, it's just going to be too much to bear, no matter how great you are. But the guy across you is great, too. He's a fighter, too. So sometimes you meet somebody who's bigger, who's stronger, who's faster in their prime. What are you supposed to do? There's nothing you could do about that. So I think that Dimitri Bivo in a second fight would be Canelo Alvarez yet again. I don't think he's going to stop him or knock him out or anything. He doesn't have that kind of power, and Canelo has a great chin. But I think it will be more decisive, easier, because Dimitri even said after the fight, he said, there's some, there's a lot of things that I learned tonight inside that ring. And if we have a second fight, 
I'm going to employ those things. So I believe him. Joel Diaz is a good trainer, you know, as is Eddie Reynoso. But again, bigger, stronger, faster, and in his prime, I think that Dimitri gets it done again. Canelo Alvarez, what is he going to do when it comes to the future? Like I said, I don't know. He has a he has a rematch clause. Let's see if he exercises it. We should know in a couple of weeks or something like that. Maybe with Canelo a couple months. Who knows? He's the cash cow in boxing. He's the guy that controls right now the money. So we will see what happens with that. I, I would like to see him fight Bevo maybe at 168. You know, maybe you make Bevo come down and, you know, weight drain himself a little bit, hurt his body a little bit with the weight drain. Uh, Dimitri Bivol has said that, you know, during the pandemic, he was home, you know, he gained a little weight, you know, like, like all of us did and is harder for him to make 168. So maybe, you know, you make him come down and you put up all your four belts and we're talking about an undisputed title fight at 168 pounds. I like to see that, you know, somewhere where, you know, Bivol's not coming in at 183 or Canelo doesn't have to go up and, you know, be fatigued. He said after the fight, I was a little fatigued by the 12th round, especially, you know, with the added weight. He came in at 174. And you know, he's just not, he doesn't have that kind of bulk. So it, it really didn't help him out. But I'd like to see them fight at 168 for all the belts. And maybe Dimitri Bivol will beat him again. And maybe Dimitri Bivol will be the, the undisputed super middleweight champ and a champion at light heavyweight. But I would like to see definitely the, the third fight with Triple G, finish off the trilogy at 168 for Canelo, see what happens with that. He should be the favorite. I think he'll win that fight. And then, and then in December, who knows? You know, he's talked about, you know, getting the record at Mexico for the all-time boxing attendance, which right now stands at 132,000 people attended for a fight with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. That was back in the early 90s. But... With the loss right now, I don't know if he's going to break that record. You know, boxing is really a momentum thing. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Maybe one day. Who knows? But in any case, I'd also like to see Dimitri Bivol wait out the winner of the June 18th fight in New York City at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden between Joel Smith Jr. and Arter Betabiev, a guy who I spoke about earlier. I would love to see Dimitri Bivo and better be of number one, number two in the division square up for all the marbles, for all four titles, for undisputed at 175. That is the fight I want to see in the light heavyweight division. And then, like I said, I'd love to see that and also love to see the trilogy fight with Canelo Alvarez. I think that'll round out a great year in boxing so far. So, you know, those are my thoughts on the fight. Hopefully we get all of our boxing wishes this year. Hopefully we get everything that, that we have been hoping for. Tyson Fury, hopefully we get a comeback fight with him. I know that uh, Alexander Usyk and Joshua will fight sometime this year. So maybe we'll have to hold out, you know, for the undisputed heavyweight title for next year. We'll see what happens with that. Not sure if Fury's coming back this year. He's talking about he's retiring. I'm not sure if he's really going to retire when you have $100 million, maybe, you know, coming to you for just one night of work and we're talking about and we are talking about the undisputed title so let's see who comes out of that the winner with joshua and Usyk, and then maybe you know fury i think he'll get lord back in to win all the belts and and something like that so 
we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so, you know, a lot, lot of things moving, a lot of things shaking in the world of boxing. As always, it's 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 a daily sport. You know, there's no off season. There is no, you know, this is the end of the, you know, there's no East West championship or nothing like that. None of that. Nobody meeting up like that, you know, to decide the end of the year. Now, nah, this this is a, this is an everyday thing. So that's what's exciting about it in some ways as well. You know, there's always next Friday, next Saturday, next Sunday or whatever, you know, usually Friday and Saturdays. But you get what I'm trying to say. News is always breaking. News is always moving and stuff like that in the world of boxing. So lots to talk about all the time. But it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. I thought that Canelo Alvarez, you know, had a shot to win, but tired out, uh, you know, not a shot to win. I'm sorry. Let, let me not say that. I thought that he had a shot to have a draw in the fight because I saw him winning three rounds. So for me, had Canelo Alvarez won the final three rounds, he he would have got he would have got a draw. But obviously, he tired out. So, in anywho, you know that is the video cast for today: Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivo. Uh, shout out to all of those who are watching on Spotify. For all of those who are not watching right now and you're listening to this pod. You can switch over to Spotify. Spotify is free. Hearing this podcast is free. Watching this podcast is free. So, you know, head over to Spotify if you want to see the video version and let everybody know All Talks of Life has a video episode out. We're going to try to roll more of these out. So that was today's episode. Canelo versus Bevo, the future of Canelo. We will see what happens. Your boy is out.